When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, this isn't going to be fun. And because it's not going to be fun, it's actually going to be pretty short. Um, as you could probably guess, we're going to talk about the, the basketball game that happened Thursday night. If you want to call it a basketball game, or I mean, if you want, no, it is still definitely Thursday night. It's 1130. It's a... Uh, it was a long day. It was a long day. There were a lot of things that needed to get done today. Um, plus, like, we went up there. It was me and Marissa and Ryan Green um, for, the, for the basketball game. Very excited. Had some cool things planned. Still are doing the cool things. They're just they're not as cool as they could have been if the Buffs would have at least made it a close game. Uh, but definitely, I mean, by the time you listen to this, you'll probably have a vlog up from Ryan. He's he's so good at those. I'm really curious to see what this one looks like. Um, it's because it's a Buffs one. And his first, like, out in the world one with DNVR, which is cool. So I guess that'll be fun for all of us who are, are looking for a way to, in about five or ten minutes put this entire night together and relive it because who doesn't want that um for those of you who didn't watch the game i mean honestly if you didn't watch a game just turn this off you we had to watch it and hopefully you can just avoid hearing about it um just imagine all the bad things that can happen except for injuries i think that that's probably the one positive you take away from this right is that the buffs came out healthy um well as as healthy as they went into it at least but it was um it was ugly uh final score 82 to 65 as crazy as it sounds like it wasn't even that close like you think like okay 17 points 
maybe they tack on a couple more at the end and like that that blows away actually it took a, a decent little charge there late to cut it to 17 i mean they were sitting on a, a 23 point deficit 25 point deficit with five or six minutes to go 26 a little before that so it, it it this goes down as one of the the worst losses of the Tad Boyle era, right? Um, you're looking at an Arizona State team that came into the game ten and sixteen, and that might be a bit reductive. Like I think that I also think I used that word like three days ago, and to be honest, reductive is like a once a month word on a podcast, in my opinion. There's there's some words that you can repeat. There's others they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Why are you always saying reductive? You said that three podcast ago and look there was a third one so uh yeah that was a fun little segue I think uh like again Arizona State not a good team at the same time they have pulled off some decent wins um honestly maybe better than the wins that Colorado's put together this season we don't need to go down that road but while they are bad and while they do struggle to shoot and and score in general they have at least put it together a couple of times, but still, I mean, you could kind of talk your way through it not being the worst loss if, if they'd lost by two or three. When, when you lose to a team like that by as much as you lost to them by, um, the fact that it, it was never a competitive game after, I mean, what, the Buffs had their last lead about 10 minutes into, uh, or yeah, about 10 minutes into the game, and it just slowly built from there. Arizona State led by nine with seven and a half minutes left in the half. I mean, it's they didn't belong out there. They didn't belong out there with Arizona State, and that's a that's a sad thing to be able to say. And I know that I'm I don't want to be a big downer here, um, but the truth is that this was kind of a big one, right? You you, you win those last five games in a row, and that gave you this opportunity where. You you win this game, you win against Utah, you you probably need a couple things to go your way. And and Oregon beat UCLA tonight. You know, that was that was a game that if the Buffs had pulled this out, you'd still be saying, like, ah, well, they're they're gonna probably either need the uh the ducks to go one and two the rest of the way, or they're going to need to or Colorado is going to need to beat Arizona. And both of those things seem pretty unlikely, to be honest. Um, so I guess you do have that as kind of like the bright note where it's like, well, Oregon did pull off the upset of UCLA, so you're kind of screwed no matter what. But still, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about the NCAA tournament. It, it was a stretch for the Buffs to make it in, um, even if they did win out and, you know, win one or two games in the tournament before they lose out there. Uh, they would have gotten them onto the bubble. It would have gotten them into the conversation. And who knows? Maybe the committee says, you know what? You're hot right now. We want to put you in because we think that you have a chance to make a run, and that's what we're looking for. Like, you could see it. Um, but it, it was a, a stretch. And, it, I mean, the biggest part of the stretch was saying that Colorado was going to extend a five-game winning streak into a – what probably 10 game winning streak is about what they would have needed to to get into the tournament or at least get to the point where if you don't make it in you have a, a real reason to be upset about that 10 game winning streaks are tough to come by especially for teams that need them to get onto the bubble right uh and on top of that you know at all levels of basketball when you win five games in a row 
it becomes tougher and tougher to keep that going. At some point, you do hit that letdown. Um, and it, it's always going to suck when it happens, and you're always going to wish you could push it just one more game and all those sorts of things. Uh, but at the end of the day, runs come to an end, especially in college basketball. So there's there's that part of it where we're, we're kind of lucky to get that run that we had, right? I don't think any of us expected the Buffs to be about to rip off five games in a row because cause coming into that, they'd won one of their previous six. And so if you look at this and say you, you went one of six um, coming into this in that last little segment of the season, and now you go five for six in this most recent segment, you're like, that's a, that's a really solid bounce back. And that's probably the healthy way to look at this. But the truth is, I mean, all these games are basically playoff games for, for Colorado at this point. They're must win games. This is late season basketball. And it'd be nice if that wasn't the case. And you know what, if they would have pulled off a a win over UCLA or, or who knows a win over UCLA and USC, two games that they were one shot away from sending into overtime. If, if, you win those two games, well, all of a sudden you're like, ah, too bad you lost to Arizona State, but now you just need a solid performance against Arizona, a, a win over Utah, and don't don't just blow the Pac-12 tournament. Get at least a win there, and you're going to be in the tournament. It's not the case anymore. Um, you, you didn't take advantage of those games. You, you get blown out here. I mean, it's the season isn't over, but... I think that it is probably time to settle in and say like, okay, this is the world the Buffs are living in now. There will be no buy, which again, two weeks ago, if you said Colorado, they're not going to get a buy in the Pac-12 tournament. You'd be like, yeah, duh. Why are you even talking about that? Like, do, do you think that the top six teams get by? Like, like, what are you talking about? Um, but because they went on that run, the, the standards changed a little bit. The expectations changed a little bit. I can't say that word this late at night. Um, so... Again, it, it does kind of stink, and it doesn't necessarily make like these next two games irrelevant. Like that's the beauty of college sports, right? Is that each game really, really matters? You know, if if you pull off an upset of Arizona on Saturday, well, that's going to be something that CU fans talk about for decades. You know, that that there there is a that weight that just comes with every single game. Um, the potential for it to be a very memorable game or for somebody to put up a heroic performance or, or whatever. You know, it's Evan Batty's senior night. You you love to send him out for that reason. So you can't say that these next two games are meaningless. But in terms of the postseason, it's pretty clear where, where Colorado fits in, right? They're, they're going to be the five seed, maybe the six seed. I haven't looked through all the results tonight. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this stuff a little bit more tomorrow. You know, what... I'm kind of resetting the conversation, saying like, well, they're not going to get fourth probably. Can can they hold on to fifth, right? And this is what you're looking at, is that fifth spot probably, maybe sixth, depending on how the rest of the way goes. Um, who knows? Maybe you could be dropped to seventh if, if the Buffs keep playing these last two games like, uh, like they played tonight. Um, so regardless, you're, you're playing in the first round. You're uh, you're you're not going to the NCAA tournament unless you win the Pac-12 tournament, and you've probably got a bid to the NIT locked up at this point. So that's what you're looking at. And and compared to these last couple seasons, again, this is my third season covering Colorado basketball. 
I don't think anybody's going to be surprised to hear that this is the worst team that I've covered. And it's the first time they haven't been competing for these big things late in the season. And, and that part of it really does stink at the same time. We knew what the expectations were coming into this season, saying this is, this is a team that probably won't make the tournament. It's a team that you hope can get onto the bubble, you hope can compete, you hope pulls off a couple big wins, um, but it's probably a team where a good result is making a run in the NIT. And we're, uh, it's nice to exceed your expectations, but this isn't too far off from what the expectation was. So you do have that going for you, and that's just the nature of having uh, such a young team that... You know, it's it's not ideal. It's definitely not ideal, but it's where we are now, and next year you build on it. The year after that, you build on it again, and you hope that, you know, with, with this kind of group of guys, you're going to get to these next couple of tournaments. Um, it's not totally over. You go win the Pac-12 tournament, feel free, but when you see them lose like they just lost to Arizona State, it's just so tough to, to feel like that's in the cards. Uh, they did pull off a five-game winning streak, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, so that's that's a lot of big-picture stuff. Um, again, I don't really want to get too into the weeds with this game. I don't even know that there's all that much you can learn from it. Um, but we're, we're going we're gonna to see what we can do. Uh, first of all, though, want to remind you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. They make so much of what we do possible. Uh, if if you're a super smart genius like me, you probably were logging on to DraftKings at halftime saying like, ah, oh, the, the Buffs, they've been winning these second halves on average by 16 points per game over this three-game road trip that happened last week. So 16 points, I mean, that that means they win by a few possessions if they can pull that off again, and that's what they keep doing. They've, they've beaten this deficit. They beat an even bigger deficit last week. So uh, maybe... Uh, Maybe maybe you take this plus two twenty you're getting offered at halftime. Didn't work out, but it was uh it was worth the old college try, that's for sure. Um Buffs could learn about the old college try. I'll say that. But uh yeah, uh DraftKings Sportsbook right now an awesome promotion. If you bet one dollar on any uh NBA team to win any NBA game, you can get hundred and fifty dollars in free bets. It's a it's a great deal. Obviously, I mean that's 151 odds on a basketball game, and you can pick one that is very heavily slanted one way. Make sure you get in on that. Make sure you get into the same game parlays, the boost, all those different things that DraftKings offers. America's number one top, either number one or top rated sportsbook app. Um, it's a very late night. Download the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR and bet just $1 to win $150 on any NBA game. That's D code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. Uh, must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Dear goodness. I it is late. Um... Can't leave home call 1-800-522-4700. That's what happens when you try to do the, the last part of the read off the top at midnight. So um, also Breckenridge Brewery, they make so much of what we do possible as well. Uh, obviously sponsoring all these different shows, but also they make really good beer that we appreciate. So come on down to the DMVR bar. Make sure you're a member so that you can get the really big 
beer instead of the the, the the standard sized beer and you'll be happy you did because Breckenridge makes all sorts of good beers strawberry sky vanilla porter um, the mountain beach the they have the IPAs that, that people like it's one that's like the juice drop I've heard a lot of people who don't like IPAs like that one um, I'm not an IPA guy and so I just get the strawberry sky and I'm happy with it but uh, there's a there's a little inside scoop in case if somebody wants to get into IPAs or you like want to impress somebody or whatever, uh, that's a good one. And they're all good because it's Breckenridge Brewery. Okay, um, so into the game. A uh, couple things stand out. Uh, first of all, Jabari Walker, foul trouble in the first half. And I think that that was, that was probably a turning point in the game um, because it's not like Colorado was playing great basketball in the first half. Although quick note, I legitimately did think like three possessions in because I hadn't seen them play in a while. Um, you remember, so they had the three game road trip last week. So they weren't here. Um, the weekend before that, they had the one game against Utah. I was back up in Montana for a funeral. So I missed that one. Um, I can't remember if they were home or road before that. Uh, but the point is it been at least a couple weeks since I'd, I'd seen them out there play a real basketball game. And, I did think like, oh yeah, I mean, it makes sense that this team is winning more games. Like, look, they look so sharp. And that was like the first three possessions. And I still think they were only up like 2-0 at that point. But then from there, things just kind of slowly got ugly. Um, Big droughts, uh, inability to make shots, inability to get some good shots. Um, A whole bunch of different things. But like I said, I think one of the, the really big ones was Jabari Walker picking up that third foul in the first half. Uh, so he subbed out. He subbed out with uh, 4:46 to go in the first half. Colorado was down 26 to 23. By halftime, they're down 37 to 26. So without Jabari out there, that's an 11 to three run. And again, I, I'm not saying if if Jabari's just out there for those five minutes. All of a sudden, it's tied at halftime, and all that. There were a lot of things that went wrong. You know, Jabari didn't have a good game. He was three and nine from the field. He was one of five from three. He was chucking just like everybody else. Seven rebounds. That's got to be pretty close to his low for the season, right? I mean, the the man is leading the Pac-12 in double doubles, and it's not close. Uh, it's it's one of those weird things where you could take just about anybody on the roster and say. You sucked tonight. You really did not play well tonight. Um, but to, to single out anybody individually just kind of feels wrong uh, because everybody else was bad too, right? Like if if you're Jabari and, and you know, say somebody goes up to him, his dad after the game is like, yeah, you you really didn't play well tonight. Uh if you're Jabari, you say, well, what did, what did you want from me? Like, what is there to work with? Everybody else was really... And when there's just so much badness going on from a team, it's really hard to place the blame on anybody, you know? It, it, it kind of takes everybody being that bad to I mean, to lose 82-65 to 65 at home to a team that had won 10 games before tonight. So, again, I don't want to place too much blame on anybody because I think it just all goes on the collective. And that's kind of what Tad did after the game, too. Just say like they were not tough, they were not physical, they were not strong, they were they were weak, they looked like a deer in the headlights, they got their asses kicked, and they didn't practice well yesterday, and it you could feel this coming that if they played like that, that this was going to happen, and 
all those different things. And he did say multiple times, like, hey, I'm the head coach. And this is, at the end of the day, it's on me. You, you win, that's me. You lose, that's me. All that stuff. Um, but he was pretty clear saying, just got bullied. And they were not prepared mentally. They were not prepared physically. They were not sharp. They didn't try hard. They, they made mistakes. And again, that sounds harsh, but it's just hard to find too many positives when you, again, you lose or you give up 82 points to a team that is really, really struggling to score this season. Um, so there's all that going on. Um, to Jabari's credit, you know, he did play a little bit better in the second half, um, but not, not anything notable. Um, Julian Hammond got out there a little bit. Tad said after the game um, that this is where having a shorter bench kind of hurt, not having Lawson Lovering, not having uh, Eli. Um, there just weren't many people to turn to, you know, and and when the bench is so short and Julian Hammond's a guy who, you know, he doesn't get to, to play all that much. He'll, he'll pick up a few minutes here and there. But in a game like this, it's like, well, those other guards are not strong enough and they're getting bullied out there. Throw throw Julian in, see what he can do because we got to change something up. And yeah, I, he wasn't saying, I think we win if we have loss and lovering. Um, but what he is saying is, hey, at least there was somebody who he could have been able to say, you you try now, <laughs> you try now because nobody else can figure it out, figure it out. And that's what we saw. I mean, Will Laughlin provided a few minutes, and Tad said after the game, like maybe we should have played him in the second half too. Uh, but when you're down to this eight man rotation. If five of those eight guys don't have it, you're going to lose. And if eight of those eight guys don't have it, you're going to wind up like you did on Thursday. So there's there's that. Um, what? Shot 7 to 27 from three, under 40% from the field. Um, out-rebounded by 11 or 12, I believe. Meanwhile, for Arizona State, best game of their season... They they're shooting twenty nine percent from three this year, and they were nine of seventeen, a little over fifty percent there, almost fifty percent from the field. There, again, like everything has to go right on one side, wrong on the other, and that's that's what happened. Um, Tristan did some cool things. Neek did some cool things. I mean, Jabari did some cool things. Uh, I think there was a nice and one from uh, Keyshawn pretty late. I mean, the game was out of hand. Game was out of hand most of the way. Um, but yeah, the big thing is just it was disappointing to not see a run. It to me. When did I say about about five or six minutes into the second half? That's when I said like, okay, this is this is just not gonna happen. Um, they they don't have it in them. I think what 13:32 they're down 18, 13:32 to go, so that would have been about it probably. Um but but all the way up into that point, even when they're down 16, 5 minutes into the second half, you're like, "Okay, second half team, they just need to make the run. You know, if you can if you can cut it down to 8 with 10 minutes left or 8 minutes left even, who knows what happens from there." But I mean, they they never even put a dent in. And they got it down to 14, I see, with 10.44 left. Um, and them with, what, this would be four minutes later, they were down by 26 again. So that didn't last long. Um, so it, 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 was, it was just a pretty weak performance. Just a, just a weak performance. And 
at a time when they needed a good performance. And again, I mean, this doesn't undo everything that that they've shown. You know, we do at least get to to know that they're capable of what we've seen in the five previous games. But in terms of this season, this is this is one you needed to have, and they they didn't have it. They didn't have it. Boy, didn't they have it. Um, again, I mean, this is going to be a short podcast. I, I don't have a whole lot to say about all this. Going under ball screens. I mean, Tad brought up after the game, second half, the plan was to double on the pick and roll. And first one, they get a wide open three because not only did they not get the double team, the first guy didn't even go with him. So it's just stuff like that where everything went wrong. Everything went wrong. And luckily, they have a couple more games to get things figured out before the Pac-12 tournament. Um, you'd like to see a strong effort against Arizona. A win over Arizona is meaningful regardless of what else comes with it. Um, and then that's what's up next. And after that, you go to Utah, and that's a game that you should win. But at the same time, you got to go do it, right? You, you can't just say we're, we're going to win this one because we're Colorado and we're better and we're at home. Um, sorry, that was tonight. Utah, it's because we're better and I mean, look at these guys. It's Utah. So I think that that probably does it. I'll be back tomorrow, Friday. I'm actually not sure what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Um, I'll probably record it after basketball practice. Uh, so we'll probably talk a couple, a little bit about a couple things from there. And I mean, it's it's about time to get into these position previews for uh, for for spring ball. Um, you know, run through the roster, run through who the who the key names to know are, uh, make some predictions about who's going to break out, who uh, who could have somebody behind them on the depth chart breakout. Uh, and I think that that probably starts next week and not tomorrow. But who knows? We'll we'll come up with something. And hopefully, I mean, it will definitely be more fun than that basketball game or even this podcast because there's only so much fun that you can have after that. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for Ryan's blog or vlog too. It's uh, it's going to be dope. We know that. That's what he does, make dope vlogs. So that'll do it for today. We will uh, talk again tomorrow.